Gabriel. Yeah. This is not a clap. Oh. Get it? Sissy, sissy Nepal and clap? Yeah, that too. Hit the theme music. I mean, that, I mean it's, it's a recording of a clap, so it I is, guess. It is a recording of a clap. It's not an actual clap. It's yeah. just, it's just uh, the impression of a clap. See, that's what I told my doctor. It's not really the clap. And he was like, no, it's it's the clap. No, like, <laughs> it's the clap. And you're like, no, it's the depiction. It's like, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, Magritte said so. It's not really the clap. I know. Welcome, dear listener readers. Hello. To Slow Readers. Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Right of a Top Gallant Radio. Here, the conversation is always on books. It's always on reading. It's always on comics. It's always on me wanting to lift this arm a little higher. Just tighten the arm, bro. Just a little arm. It's all about tightening the arms. It's all about tightening the arms mid-recording. It's always about having tight arms and working them too hard. Ugh, right, yeah, Daniel? My arms hurt right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, really. Daniel lifts. Uh, yeah, not well. <laughs> everyone knows Daniel lifts. Uh, Gabriel, uh-huh. who and what are you? Hello, everyone. My name is Gabe Mara. I'm a comedian every now and again. I'm a writer and I'm an audio producer. And uh, every now and again, I attend that bar. Daniel, my co-host, Beza. Bazaar! Who are you? Uh, I am Daniel Gonzalez, an audio producer, editor, writer, and an author of note. Mm. Of note. That should be a t-shirt. And, uh, and yeah, and this is the show. This is the show where every week we're going to do Barbara Kingsolver's The Poisonwood Bible. Yeah, this is the Kingsolver podcast. Yes, this is, this is essentially... What, what was it originally? It's like we, like every every episode was about like Joyce Carol Oates and William Faulkner or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah, we kind of fell off that. Yeah. Been a while. Been a while. Welcome to an episode of Poison Woodies. Can't wait to do Sound of the Fury. It's going to be so fucking cool. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, uh, so this is a show. Gabriel. Yeah, we got to buy some copies of that book. I'm going to turn them to the library already. We got to, yeah, that's a good point. First off, we need coffee. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. We're both a little sluggish right now. Yes. I know. It got cold. Yeah, it's cold in California. Can you believe that? Yeah, this is like as cold as it really gets. Yeah, I'm wearing a hoodie and jeans and socks right now. Like, I closed all my windows and, like, finally got comfortable and I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm and, always cold. And, uh, and yeah, so it's cold. We're tired, but we have a book to talk about. Mm-hmm. Gabriel. Yep. Is this, like, a book of words? Well, yeah. Also, it's amongst other things. What else? Is it a book of? Um, It's a book of, uh, uh hold on, let me find what, what, how you put it. Sequential art. It's a book. Of juxtaposed pictorial and other images in deliberate sequence. Yeah. Otherwise, Brow. the very, very simple way to say that is what? Sequential art, right? Yeah, that's how Eisner put it. Or sequential images. Sequential art. Yeah. Art. No, it was art. That's right. Um, yes. This is a, a, a book about comics. Um, is this our first real nonfiction book, Daniel? Yeah. I was actually going to bring that up right now. Gabriel, this is the first nonfiction book mm-hmm. we have done for the show. The only other thing that came even close was uh, Green River Killer, which was a comic book, again, depiction of a nonfiction story. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a true like, story. It's kind of like a docudrama kind of thing, yeah. you know, where it's, yeah, no, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, yeah. A biopic is not really nonfiction, but you know, it's based on true events. Yeah. I wonder how much that actually blurs the line, but Gabriel, hmm. this is a book. That tells the truth. About all the truth. It's the truth and nothing but the truth. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of series of fun diagrams. Yes, Gabriel, you selected this. Mm-hmm. What is the book? This book is Understanding Comics, The Invisible Art by Scott McCloud. 
Cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wait, you you really saw that I was drinking. I was having a drink of wine, and you were like, "I timed that perfect." Gotta gotta slip this in. Yes. All right. No, it's a wonder. It's basically it's <clears throat> it's the book about understanding how comics work. Like it's called Understanding Comics for a reason. It's like a seminal text from what 1993, I believe. I think in 93. That makes in 93. Sense. Oh, I should have written that down. 1993 <laughs> about um basically the entire art form and the nitty gritty and the nuts and bolts of comics. Yes. And Gabriel, how long have you had this copy of the, of the book? Oh, I probably bought this a couple of years ago at a used bookstore. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh, I thought you read it. Okay. When was the first time you've read this book? The first time I read this book was in high school because mm. my older brother went to Penn state university and one of the courses he took fancy. was in, I know fancy child service. Technically so did we, but we bailed. We bailed. Fuck that shut. And, uh, to our detriment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, I, I did not like it there. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, in, like, you know how much I hated it up there? I had like a 4.2 GPA because I hated it that much. Nice. Yeah. So all I wanted to do was get out of there. Um, and this is before any kind of craziness of any kind of football camps. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my brother went to Penn State, and he took a course in uh, in comic books. So, actually, because of that, like, he sent all of his books home because he didn't want to have them there. That, like, one day, there was a box in my house that had a copy of, like, the first two Sandman books. It had a copy of Understanding Comics. It had a copy of... Uh, of um Pedro and me they're mm. like so basically all these wonderful like seminal graphic novels I read for the first time because my brother probably didn't read them and just left them in the box hmm that's cool because my brother's a dork he's a dork that's not true he's more like a bro I was gonna say like yeah that would be the opposite I'm the dork you're the you're the fucking geek I'm the dork the Gabe co- Mara the cool geeky guy no put my wish my put my glasses up on my face there uh Gabriel help me out I don't know much about okay. this Scott McCloud Scott McCloud which sounds like a combination or every time I see that uh, I think of that name I think of either Highlander or Star Fox that's f- okay yeah. yeah it's close every time I see him like Connor McCloud yeah Connor McCloud or Fox McCloud yeah, yeah. so uh, Daniel Scott McCloud has two daughters guess what their names are Highlander and Star Fox. Exactly. <laughs> okay. No, it's a um, Peppy and uh, Slippy. Really? No. Okay. The names are Sky and Winter. <laughs> Sky and Winter. Sky McCloud and Winter McCloud. Oh, come That's on. some like fucking like anime hero. Scott. Jeez, why don't you name them Rivers and Leaves? Yeah, exactly. Leaf wasn't a real name. Well, yeah, but it was still the name of uh, Rivers Kumo's brother. <laughs> River well, Rivers Kumo's brother's name is Leaves Kumo. You mean? Really? Yeah, I think so. Hey, wait a second. Let me. I'll double check that. But I don't like Gabriel. River Phoenix, like like Joaquin Phoenix, went by a Leaf, but that wasn't his name. Oh yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, yeah that's kind what, of like that's what I was referring to. Not not Cuomo. A lot like uh, Duncan Jones, David Bowie's son. Uh, uh-huh. His name, his actual name is like Zo- Zoe Bowie. Yeah. Zowie Bowie. Well, also you know Bowie's not his real name. It's Jones. Ah. Okay, so it's just it's just a bunch of horses. It's all a bunch of lies. Gabriel, Moon Unit. Tell us about Scott McCloud. I did some research. Scott McCloud. Um, so he's not a very exciting person. He's not. He doesn't have that pizzazz and craziness that was like the life story of uh, Louisa May Alcott. <laughs> yeah. But Scott McCloud was born on June tenth, nineteen sixty, in Boston, Massachusetts. He is known as the Marshall McLuhan of comics. And honestly, every time I like pick this book up, I'm really curious to finally pick up a copy of Understanding Media, which I've always been curious to read. Mm. Here's a wild thing about him: Scott McCloud's dad was a blind rocket scientist and inventor. He was a fucking blind man. Okay. It was kind of wild. Like um, uh, he had um, his had his family had this misconception for years that he lost his eyesight looking at a solar eclipse, but apparently it was just a bacterial infection. So oh, okay. Much less dramatic. 
Anyway, McLeod attended Syracuse for illustration, and here's a cool thing. He actually went to high school with Kurt Busick. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know who Kurt Busick is, Daniel? No. He's one of the most, like, preeminent, like, comic book writers probably in the history of the medium, that he wrote Marvels, you know, that Alex Ross uh, Marvel series, uh-huh. that goes through the decades. That's a really famous one. He invented Astro City. He also wrote um, uh, the Thunderbolts, this amazing Marvel team that will never get made. So I were, like Baron Zemo is a main character. That was a really great series. Okay. Um, it's one of the best 90s comics in a decade where comics were kind of really up and down. And also he did Superman Secret Identity, which is one of the very best Superman stories ever told. Okay. So, yeah, Scott McCloud like, was like making comics in high school with another legend, which is kind of pretty craziness. That is cool, yeah. Um, he created the Creator's Bill of Rights, which is a 1988 document all about protecting the rights of comic creators. He's a stand-up dude. Um, what else here? Um, he uh, Google actually commissioned him to make a comic that was the press release for Google Chrome. It's yeah. online. You can look that shit up. It's really, really charming. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and lastly, here's the only other thing you probably need to know about Scott McCloud, besides the fact that he has no eyes, apparently, in the comics. Um, his most famous work before this whole trilogy, Understanding Comics, mm-hmm. um, Making Comics, and Reinventing Comics, uh, other order there, um, he had a comic series called Zot. It was like a black and white comic. It was an adventure sci-fi thing about a... It's like sci-fi adventure future boy of gravity boots from an alternate world and his relationship with a uh, girl from our world who lives mm-hmm. in like the bitter, disappointing world. So it's like this comic that ran from 84 to 90 and you can actually buy the whole series in one nice collection. Nice. I did uh, I did see that that was the, the thing. It's actually mentioned like I think early on in like the first couple pages of this book. Um, I also saw that uh, Zot apparently was made, be- uh, it was all about like optimism and idealism yeah. which is uh contrary to like you know the 80s kind of like really Grim, dark dark like, shit the frank miller kind of thing uh-huh i mean like it's it's um i think i've been meaning to pick up a copy of zot, of zot for like a long while but uh sorry there's one more thing about zot i wanted to say that i just lost it oh <laughs> it was also one of the first comics in america to really get popular for integrating elements from manga back in the 80s yeah. like um he's a like tezuka was a huge influence on him yeah i heard that uh yeah, like uh, Tezuka's uh, Tezuka, the infamous, uh, infamous, yeah, legend. He was yeah, very controversial. Notorious. Uh, no, the legendary manga and anime dude uh, who did like Astro Boy and mm-hmm. everything else and whatnot. Yeah, um, yeah. So like, like, like the two names that people who like study comics are like, oh, there's Will Eisner and there's um Osamu Tezuka. Hmm. So there you go. And Rivers Kumo, uh, uh, leader of the band Weezer, uh-huh. his brother is named Leaves Kumo. <laughs> so fucking hippies yeah well anyway yes so uh so that's some shit on scott mcleod daniel so gabriel give us a breakdown what happens in in this this non-fiction book like what uh-huh. what is it Do, i mean so hey if I, I i think comic books is all a bunch of superhero gibber gobbledygook gobbledygook and and whatnot it's all a bunch of shallow Flim flam, shit. Sham. it's not even an art form it's all his hentai business it was created for stupid children at the bunch, start of the bunch of dumbos 20th century gabriel ugly paper what's this book <laughs> well um it is just an analysis and breakdown of the really individual bits of what it means for comics to exist and how to read them. That there's a really, this, you know, it's it's like looking so hard at something that you've already looked your whole life and people breaking it down very extensively. It's like learning how to cut meat again by staring at a knife. It's, oh, you see it by the grooves. It, it holds your hand through the, like, iconography and 
sequence and everything. It breaks down like how comics work through panels and everything. Mm-hmm. It's really, really neat. And to be perfectly honest, full disclosure, everyone, I did not fully reread this for today. I read this for the last time maybe like a couple years ago. Ah, okay. So, Daniel, yes. how about you, having just read this, uh-huh. tell the listeners and also hit your mic, yeah. um, what is this book all about? And then tell us how you felt about it. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, trying to break down what everything that happens in it in, like, a, in a succinct way as possible. But basically, like, in the very start, uh, Dude McLeod kind of breaks down, like, Dude the, McLeod. the history of comics, like, where it came, where it came from, because essentially, like I said there... You would think that comics, especially us Westerners in America and such, uh, thinks that it began began like you know there was like Superman and Batman yeah. and like and like Archie, the Yellow Kid, um, the Yellow Kid maybe like oh like oh that's the earliest comics. However, uh, this dude, uh, <laughs> McLeod, I'm keep calling this guy, this this <laughs> yeah, bro, this, this dude. Also, um, whenever you say his name, it, it sounds like like McFly from like Back to the Future. Is that right? Okay, McLeod. Somewhere between uh, Marty McFly. Uh, uh, Fox McCloud and Connor McCloud, right? Yeah. It's, it's this guy. <laughs> but um, like he does. Wait, what's, re- what's Star Fox's real name? I think it's I think it's Fox McCloud, or it's either that or Fox Cloud. But I think it's Fox McCloud. He's he's Scottish. Yeah, Irish? can't you tell? Sure. I mean, like, <laughs> Laser Wolf is. So anyway, uh, no, like for example, in the beginning, he points out that like uh, comics is a visual medium that we've always had mm-hmm. because basically, like before, before like a uh, the printed story became letters on a page and words and grammar and sentences, it was depicted very much like in the form of like you know like pictograms and sure, like, you cave know, drawings. You have like a hieroglyphics or, or, or cave drawings and whatnot, and. Um, and yeah, and it like essentially it kind of did like this weird thing where like like language started out that, then it separated, and then basically like there were certain like, you know, visual artists and whatnot mm-hmm. that started basically putting art sequentially. And uh basically that was kind of like the early form of essentially comics. Like yes. um I forgot what it was what it was called, but that one where you see like the devil man kissing. Yeah, the a woman. series of paintings. Um where that yeah, it's it, really cool. It's like a series of like a hundred something paintings or whatnot of that actually tells a story. Mm-hmm. And like arguably we look at this and then it's like, well, this is like an early form of, of comics. Yeah. Um Yeah, he goes into a little bit about how I mean, sequential art is comics, but people even now deride the term comics. They think comics are for kids, that kind of thing. Yeah. So he breaks down that whole like that whole stigma. Is that the right word? That yeah. comics are, you know, just funny books. Yeah, and um, he he makes the point as well about the the term comics. Comics is the appropriate like medium name. Yes. Plural, not, singular. Not so much like like comic books or graphic novels. Necessarily. It's it's comics. Yes. Uh, and yeah. Um. And he also points out, and then like the next uh, segment, it's also very interesting. The idea that uh, every time you see in comics and whatnot, like faces that have like less definition that mm-hmm. a little more abstract, the more subjective they are. That basically you have uh, uh, readers essentially can like project themselves into something yeah. if they have like a more uh, plain face, which is mm-hmm. interesting for me from like because um, when you see comics like Tintin or Bone or uh, what's it called like Minotaur. Cerebus? Cerebus, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Cerebus, for example, where the, you have like a very like cartoony main yeah. main uh, character. I love Bone. And yeah, I love Bone too. And then like, and like the world is like more defined than that. Um, and essentially like the more, the more defined definition you give something, the more detail, the more realism you put into something, the more objective it is. Yeah. So like, it's just an interesting that that's like a, in the, in comics and whatnot. That's like this, this interesting thing. Sure. I believe he calls that term like masking. 
Yeah, masking. Yeah, that makes sense because mm-hmm. he says that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like a print, like just a great example that, especially look at them like in like an eighties style manga mm-hmm. that you would have a very like anime face and then the background to be almost hyper realistic. Yeah, and for example, you could have something like that in like for example a Studio Ghibli film. Sure, which is a lot like I never uh, heard of that. What's Spirit that? Of, it's a it's a it's a some anime bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but in something like Spirited Away or Howl's Moving Castle sure. or or uh, w- a Whisper of the Heart, mm-hmm. where you have like you have uh, characters, the people who look like you know like manga or anime ish kind of uh, like very plain, for lack of a better word, cartoony uh, mm-hmm. persons. And then, like, the background in the world are, like, hyper-realistic and yeah. have, like, a lot of definition and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. And then there was, like, what? There was the uh, the pyramid and whatnot, yes. where essentially it's designed so, like, on one corner you have realism. Mm-hmm. On the on the bottom right, it is it is iconography? Yeah. Is that words. what it was? Is it iconography? It might be iconography. I, I forgot I mean, what it was. But... You're holding the book. No, I'm going to guess it. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to keep on guessing random words. The top of it's, like, abstraction. Do, 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 do. Yeah, Give right me a break. There. Give me a break, motherfucker. Give me oh, a go. break. Give me a break. Uh, reality. Language. Language at the bottom right corner and at the very top you have the picture plane. Mm. And basically, like, the more closer you get at the top, the more just, like, outright abstract things are. Yeah, where shapes are just meant to be shapes. And language being something that it's just, it's what, like more of an impression of something, I guess that's sure. what it is. He yeah. goes into that idea that technically, like, um, there's a difference between like icons and symbols and like letters are still images in a certain way, but it doesn't, it doesn't make them sequential, like narrative juxtaposed images. Yeah. It, it's just like, it's, but it, it yeah, he makes no. a really good point for like, kind of like comparing like the two mm-hmm. kind of forms of language and basically saying that all kinds of like visual artists, especially comics artists kind of like find themselves somewhere. In yeah. It. Somewhere in that little kind of, in that pyramid. Yeah, no. Like Batman. Batman's in there. Batman's Batman's in there. Uncle Scrooge well as, is in there. As well as Urge. <laughs> yeah. Urge, which uh, I just... Is that pronounced? I had to look up how to pronounce it. I thought it was hair gay. I, I thought it was that too, but no, it's it's French, so it makes sense. Urge. Oh, sure. Uh, so like Urge is the, uh, is the uh, legendary French uh, 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 comics uh, uh, person who did uh, Tintin, the Adventures oh, of word. Tintin. Who did Asterix? At Asterix. Oof, I don't. I think I actually just saw that too. Mm. I think it's even in here. Probably. Um, maybe it's Erge. I don't know. I don't think. Uh, you know, Erge did. He did Tintin. Yeah, he did Tintin, but maybe he did something. I love Tintin's else. art, dude. <laughs> That'd be great if like Erge just did like Tintin and then like hardcore violent. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he like influenced John Renault. Or um, uh, what's his face, Luc Besson. Yeah, I know. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't I mean, know I'm how, much, Valerian. how much we kind of break down. That was Mobius. Uh, oh, right. how much we want to break down like the rest and whatnot. Like we, there's this really great thing about like gutters, which is basically like the space between panels essentially on yeah. a comics, uh, spread. And that essentially there is this thing called closure, which yeah, is, closure, ba- which is important mention. basically like this, this subjective thing where basically the, the storyteller kind of has the reader, fill that uh, that that space in mm-hmm. and how like there's different kind of ways like that's as he kind of calls it it's the grammar of comics yeah he make he makes a distinction between what's animation what's cartoons and what's comics and a lot of it is that closure because technically you can just make your own sequence by looking through the pages yeah and um and one thing that uh gabriel you, me and you keep uh or you actually keep bringing up which is from here mm-hmm. um one of the things that we could also talk a lot about there is a youtuber we really like who makes video essays mm-hmm. uh called super eye patch wolf <laughs> the nerd writer yes um nerd writer one nerd writer one a terrible name but a really really fantastic uh, dude um 
And yeah, like he has this really great video on uh, Ghost in the Shell, the original 1995 uh, animated film. Mm -hmm. And how like there are there is like one major segment in like the very middle of that movie where nothing really happens. It is just the main the main character, Matoko. She's just like being around in the world and you just kind of like it is this weird kind of moment where like the visuals and music is able to expand and like you just kind of get like the textures and the feeling yeah. and whatnot of the world. Like nothing nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Um and he kind of breaks down what that is and it and it's uh I think he, he actually one hundred percent refers to this section in this book as well. Yeah. About like the different ways that artists essentially <laughs> I'm trying not to touch this thing and every time I move move my hand away it keeps uh, <laughs> vibrating. Um Basically, like the kind of transition that artists go through between panels. Yeah. Where there's he he marks six different versions. Yes, I love there, this whole thing. Yeah, it's very interesting. One is moment to moment, where like literally it's just like one moment to the exact next moment. Yeah. Where there's hardly any closure mm-hmm. involved. So like that means like like the reader brings very little to to the story. Okay. Um. Then you have action action, which is number two, and that's obviously the most important in terms of uh. Uh, not only Western comics, but I think mostly comics in general, I believe. Sure. Like like commercial mainstream comics that aren't experimental. They're usually action to action. Um, and that's pretty simple enough. Like if you ever open like a, like a superhero comic and whatnot, and it literally goes from like one action to the next action. Yeah. Um, number three is uh, subject to subject. Oh, boy. Yeah, it essentially just goes from like one kind of concept to the next. Okay. It's more of like a jump in time and it's more like they have like bigger ideas and whatnot. Uh, four is scene to scene, transitional. I like how they have a little like a uh, hard boiled thing and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, the most important one is five, uh, aspect to aspect, which is the thing that we should talk about. Okay. Uh, just real quick. Six is non sequitur. We're like, there's no connection yeah. between one thing or the next. Like, but weird. Aspect to aspect, right? That is the one where basically it's panels move from like one transition from one thing to the next Mm -hmm. there's no like logical or or like physical connection between them mainly it's more about like drawing out a feeling yeah it's like like setting a tone yeah it's like like a tone poem as it were it gets yeah it gets very tone poemy it gets more like in like impressionist and whatnot um i mean like like as you're talking about it um imagine like like a a well-done anime film a lot of anime will do this you'll get you'll get it's it's not quite establishing shots that you know in a in a American media kind of thing usually like say a sitcom it'll be show the outside of the bar and that's the only establishing shot you get cut to the inside of the bar mm-hmm. and it's it's your characters talking whereas in this kind of transition in comics and in manga you'll in an anime you'll often find it's say it's a idyllic field or a house and you'll take long meditative shots and images of the surroundings the area it, it's. It's immersion is what it is. Yeah. It's the sound of cicadas and looking at leaves, that kind of thing. Yeah, it literally, it literally pauses to kind of give you like the, 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 the what do you call it, the sensational kind yeah. of feel of everything and whatnot. And also, yeah, once you, learn to, once you learn to look for it and realize it, I think that's one of the great first steps into appreciating art. Yeah. Which is interesting. And also that's, that's more popular in Eastern comics than it mm-hmm. is in Western comics. For sure. Uh, even though Eastern comics also focuses mainly on, he even like, he literally marks down exactly like the amount of them and whatnot and things and uh, action, action, action is always the most popular, but Eastern comics does very much involve just moments where like things pause and whatnot and how that also has to do with culture mm. where um, Eastern culture, like even like in the, for example, music, uh, Eastern music tends to 
like have essentially silences written into a piece. Yeah. Um, Western has that too, but it's mainly kind of like we got that from their culture. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Debussy, uh, yeah, he got that from the East, man. Hey. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to get, okay. It might be hard to kind of like break down everything. It's hard else to break the... down all the concepts. I think we but got most of the point to it. The, uh, yeah. Some like one of the more interesting ones is the one where it just talks about like comics as art. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's pretty fascinating. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a very interesting read and whatnot. It, it's one of those things where like, you kind of wish you had something like this, um, earlier in life. I did. Yeah, you did definitely. Um, but like, like sometimes also like to get into like the, let's call them like the higher kind of art like those upper echelons of like, like comics artists and whatnot, sure. like your Spiegelmans and mm-hmm. your what have you's. Um, <laughs> those are the, that's the one. And the other ones. Like your, your Majan Satrapis. <laughs> yeah. Them and whatnot. And like to kind of consider that, that these are people who kind of like use this kind of like uh, this kind of language and the storytelling mm-hmm. and craft and whatnot going into it. So it's, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah, I I love um deep art analysis. Yeah, like it's what this is one of those amazing books that teaches you how to look at something differently. Yeah, that it's 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 almost like a like a like a mind game. Like it's like a mind fuck where you really learn to notice things you never noticed before. To just really appreciate what that space in the panel means. Yeah, no, and just like the the things that people like you you. You pick up on and you read it and such, but like you don't necessarily put any think- thinking into it. Like, um, uh, how much, like how a silence is played out with like a single frame of no- of someone not saying something. Yeah, and how like you can have multiple frames of that. Mm-hmm. You can take away the frame, and it all kind of means something else. Yeah, it's things that like your brain picks up on, mm-hmm. and you read it probably right, but like yeah. you don't. Yeah, I I love that kind of thing. And spoiler alert, I love this book. <gasps> yeah, I know. It's um, it's one of those things like like a lot of good our analysis or just like kind of like uh that that drawing book i have drawing of the right side of the brain um it's you have a copy of that by the way yeah somewhere i have a copy of that back in the east but nice yeah it's, that's another fascinating one but it's just a matter of learning or teaching your brain to slow down and then, and that's a, that's a really valuable skill to have because mm. personally like my my I, my brain runs a million miles a second and having an opportunity to it's why I like going to art museums I have an opportunity to really slow down and appreciate things yeah no I feel yeah so Daniel yes how did you like Understanding Comics Hated by it. Scott McCloud fucking sucked it's a fucking stupid it's book it's stupid I don't give a shit. No, it's. I run um, my dick all over it. No, it's uh, it's fucking fascinating. Uh, like you, it's a bit like whenever we talk about the, like those master classes, mm-hmm. and it's like I would love to hear uh, Martin Scorsese talk about filmmaking. Not because I'm a filmmaker, I want to mm-hmm. be a filmmaker, but it's like I want to hear him talk about making films. Yeah. Um, like it is, it is a craft. It is it kind of, it does a beautiful job of kind of like breaking down what happens. Uh, yeah. What, what when goes you know on. how something's made, you appreciate it even more. Yeah. And, um, I did look on Wikipedia and apparently Except for meat. Like, they... definitely not meat. Yeah, definitely. No, you don't want to know what goes into that. God, no. Um, but, uh, if you, if you go online on Wikipedia and whatnot, they have like an interesting breakdown of like basically kind of like criticisms about his logic. Yeah. Where, um, I think the like some of the bigger ones I think was the masking concept, mm. um, the pyramid that that I also brought up as well, and then I think like everything else is kind of like subject to kind of like basically be like, well, 
you draw you draw a very interesting and logical kind of like progression there to lead you to there. Yeah. But like it's still kind of like I don't know. It's but supposedly yeah, it is wildly regarded as like as a very influential like how to comics and everything like that. Yeah, right? I mean along with uh, uh what's his fucking name? Burger. LJ. LJ. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm a Harry Burger, Henry Burger. Anyway, the author okay. of Ways of Seeing, another really great uh um I think I mentioned this in the previous episode. Um, there are only the three books that I say are the reasons why I understand anything about art, if uh-huh. at all. I really don't understand too much about art. I just know what I like. Um, it's uh, Ways of Seeing, um, An Object of Beauty by Steve Mark, which we did for the show. Hey! And this book here. That like These are great foundational books for if you really want to get into art appreciation. All right. We should well, we we should we should get into the ways of seeing. I have a copy right there. It's a really interesting book to do. What's it about? Um, it's about understanding art and how to look at art, like physical art, like paintings and stuff. Yeah, okay. he goes all he goes a lot into kind of what um McLeod talks about here about what what printing did for art. Yeah. That like there's a really interesting entire passage. Um, there's a documentary. It's all on. It's it was a BBC series. It's all on uh all on YouTube, mm-hmm. where one of his key premises is that, um, the creation of printing has both irrevocably damaged art and also improved it. That the fact you can reproduce any painting anywhere, anytime you can see it reduces its value. But also the fact that you can, you have to go so far to see it in person means the physical incarnation of it is like even more valuable than it was if no one had ever seen it. That's interesting. Yeah. It's a, it's a really, really, it's about, about how to look at art. Yeah. Gabriel. Uh, <laughs> think we need to go on break okay when we come back mm-hmm. we're gonna still talk about books but we're gonna clap back we're gonna clap back however we're going to play a game okay great all right gabriel yeah <laughs> bless you <laughs> let's start <laughs> welcome back hi everyone dear fucking listener readers hello fuck nuts <laughs> too slow Fucking readers. Welcome to Slow Fuckers. America's fast-paced literature. Fucking podcast. <laughs> Fucking's greatest hits. Here, we fuck books. We fuck books. <laughs> oh, boy. That's the whole show. That's the whole <laughs> Just whole wrapping show. a book around your unit. 126 episodes of My fucking books. My God. Yeah. Gabriel. We have a game to play. We do? And I wanted to make this kind of about the subject that we're covering. You fucking shitting me, dude? Comics. So Gabriel, okay, we're gonna play a little game. Sure, called mm-hmm. "Who Done Said That." Okay, is it all about Steve Urkel? Comics edition. <laughs> nice statement, mm-hmm. uh, Gabriel. Okay, in this game, uh-huh. I'm going to say a quote. Okay, and I'll give you three options. Okay, and you need to guess who said that quote. Okay, Gabriel, there are people here who will who might be repeated. Oh sure, might only be said once. Oh sure. And also, might not have said any of them. Okay. So is it like a like so each question has three different authors? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it's some authors. are like I said, some are yeah authors. Authors, authors. of note. They, they are uh, authors of note. Also, they're all unfortunately dudes. Oh. That's, that's kind of the thing with comics, you know. I mean, Gabriel, you you know comics better than me. Uh-huh. Who would be like a good go-to? Marjan Satrapi, Gail Simone. Who's Gail Simone? Gail Simone is a writer of uh, what's it called? She's a DC Comics writer. She um did a lot of Birds of Prey stuff. Uh, Devin Grayson. Um, who else? Who's other great female comic comic writer? Um, Rumiko Takahashi. Um, who's that? Is that she, the Rama and a Half? Uh, Urusei Atsura. Oh yeah, a woman did Rama and a Half. Yeah. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, that's it. 
All dudes, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whack. Gabriel. Fucking whack. Are you ready for mm. your first? Rebecca Sugar. Five. Yeah, five. Five selections. I'm ready. Okay. Number one. Uh-huh. War is a perversion of sex. Gabriel. Okay. Was that Art Spiegelman? Okay. Alan Moore or Hayao Miyazaki? I'm guessing that's Art Spiegelman. You think Art Spiegelman said war is a perversion of sex? Yes. Okay. Gabriel. Uh-huh. Shit. Who was it? <laughs> that was so Alan Moore. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I don't know. Art Spiegelman. Uh, so, that guy was deep and uh, heavy. I'm curious. I'm curious. Don't be wrong. I, I did. I was trying to get it to make it more confusing. So, yeah. No. Uh-huh. Um, Gabriel. So, so far, you're a zero out of one. So far, it was an epic fail. That was uh, Alan Moore, creator of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, mm-hmm. Watchmen, some other bullshit. Yeah. Uh, v for Vendetta. Swamp <clears throat> Thing. We didn't create him, but he had a great run on him. Number two. Okay. Comics are a gateway drug to illiteracy. Okay. Is that Art Spiegelman? Okay. Alan Moore? Okay. Or Erge? Oh. So that's Spanishly. Yeah, I'm like, what? Erge. 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 Like, sorry, like, Erge. Like Borges. Oh, fucking it up, man. Um, gateway to illiteracy, you Erge. say. Um, Comics are gateway drug to illiteracy. I don't think that's Spiegelman. Art Spiegelman is the creator of Mouse. Yeah. There's Alan Moore, mm-hmm. creator of that bullshit. Yeah, those dumb fucking books or about there's... extraordinary fellas and their teams. Or there's Erge, dude who did Tintin. Uh, infamous dude who did Tintin. Let's say that is... No, I don't think that was Erge either. I'm going to say it's Alan Moore again. You think it's Alan Moore? Yeah. Sure. No. Okay. You are an idiot. God damn it. It was Arch Spiegelman. Really? <laughs> yeah, okay. Arch Spiegelman. So far, zero to two. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Gabriel? Yeah. Still, you can still, you can still get... I can still, can still get this. this. You can still get this, right? Uh-huh. Number three. Okay. It is a fool's prerogative... To utter truths that no one else will speak. Is it A. Hayao Miyazaki of mm. Studio Ghibli, who did the uh, manga for Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind, including uh-huh. a lot of anime films? Is it B. Osamu Tezuki? Did I say that name right? Tezuka? Tezuka. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like just fucking just slightly off there for me. Uh, the guy who did uh, Infamous Man, mm-hmm. who did uh, Astro Boy, uh, Tororo. Tororo, um, Adolf, Buddha. Adolf and Buddha? Mm-hmm. What's Adolf? Well, it's a book about a guy named Adolf. Okay. Or Hitler. Is it C, Neil Gaiman, Infamous Dude, who did Sandman? Hmm. What was the quote again? It is a fool's prerogative to utter truths. That no one else will speak. Let's say that's Gaiman. That's like some weird Shakespearean shit. Okay. I know my thing fell asleep. Gabriel! Uh huh. Fuck off, ad. <laughs> Final answer? Panda Pop. Hey! Hey! It was. Oh, I could turn this up a little bit. I think yeah, it's a little, it was a little low. low. Uh, it is Neil Gaiman! Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah, we pronounce his name right. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, you're not a Sandman fan, right? Uh no, I I like Sandman. I, I have that interesting thing, and I and I, I it's very curious after reading this where um, I found I like Sandman. I do find it way more pretentious than it really needs to be, mm. to the point where uh, anytime there was like a story where it would be like a one of those throwaway things where it's like some like a fabular kind of setting with like a like a character kind of doing something, you could just ignore all the narration. 
because essentially it is meaningless. Like after like after like several of them, I'm like, I'm just going to skip that. That tells me nothing. It just basically is Neil Gaiman kind of like loving the sound of his own voice. I don't know if I agree with that. I, okay. I, I got everything in those stories. Basically, no, don't worry. There's like certain like some like the more main stories where you do need to read them. Yeah. But a lot of the additional ones, you can kind of skip. Them. Well, I, I, some of my favorite stories and I think are all like random side stories, like the one about the guy who will never die. Love that one. Yeah. Well, um, this like the reimagining of Prez. That was a great one. Wait, reimagining of Prez? What was that? Prez was a comic from I believe the seventies or maybe the eighties, all about a teenage boy who becomes the president. This is a real <laughs> comic book, and his and his nemesis, Boss Smiley, okay. and then like I, I, I Neil Gaiman I'm... of all fucking people yeah. takes it and continues the story and makes it really really dark yeah. but like realistic and but beautiful because that's all Sandman was like um uh like he brings in like John Hinckley Jr. into it that like <laughs> someone that kills Prez's girlfriend to impress him, um someone it's it's fucking rad alright and again like no I the, the side stories were some of the best like I said, my problem was just, like, his narration. Again, I think you can skip American Gods. That book was not very good. Gabriel, are you ready for number four? And Nancy Boys is way better. Number four. Yeah, good. Billions of bilious, blue, blistering barnacles and a thundering typhoon. That was Steven Hillenburg. Gabriel. Yep. R.I.P. Was that Jack Kirby? Was it Stan Lee? Wait, that was an actual quote? That was, was the quote. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, or Hergé? Okay, what was it again? Billions of bilious, blue, blistering barnacles in a thundering typhoon. Jack Kirby, Stanley, or Hergé? I'm gonna guess that's Stanley. You're gonna guess that's Stanley? Mm-hmm. You're, I, I, you're gonna guess that's Stanley? Yeah. Sure. R.I.P. Fuck, damn it. That was Hergé. That was Tintin. <laughs> well, I've never read Tintin. I've only seen Tintin. All right. Yeah, same thing. I, I, uh, there was, was there a new cartoon that came out in, like, the 90s? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. All right. Yeah, I, like, I have a memory of that, and now you're thinking, like, what was that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, Gabriel, it yeah. is it is uh, one against three. All right. You let's, know let's, let's close the door Gabriel, on Gabriel, this last one is worth ten points. Oh, fuck. So you better, you better screw that head back on your shoulders. All right. I'll pull it out of my ass. <clears throat> Are you ready? I'm ready. Number five. Ready. Comics are an international language. They can cross boundaries and generations. Comics are a bridge between all cultures. Aww. Is that A? Tezuka. Okay. B. Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler. No. Miyazaki. Okay. Or C. Stanley. Mm. Tezuka. Miyazaki. Lee. I'm going to say it's Tezuka. i say it's Tezuka. Uh-huh. Sure. No. Hey! You got it! That was worth 10 points. Dororo! Dororo! <laughs> 11 right and 3 hey, wrong. Hey! <laughs> I nailed it! Uh, Gabriel, good Suck job. Suck it, haters. You won, and and uh, for for a winner, you get this. Oh, and you just told me there's a whole story about dolphins who died? Yeah, do- a bunch of dolphins died. Winner. Jesus. They're a bunch of rapists, whatever. That's true. Anyway, so, Gabriel! Daniel hates dolphins. That's how you play Who Done Said They At? Bates my uh, yeah. comics edition. Mm-hmm. Good job, Gabriel. Thanks, uh, bro. Uh, I think that's the end of the segment. Sure. Great job, Daniel. So, Gabriel, if you don't mind, throw us to break. Okay. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. Dear listener readers. You're so fucking dear to me, dude. Too. 
Sabers. America's fast paced literature podcast. Brought to you by books. Brought to you by reading. Brought to you by Armageddon. Brought to you by words on the page. Brought to you by uh, the biggest movie of the year, Midway, coming to theaters very soon. Who's who's doing that again? Roland Emmerich. Oh. It's a story about the Battle of Midway, Mm -hmm. a battle that got a lot of fucking airtime a while ago. I have no idea what what the Battle of Midway is about. I am. You couldn't pay me to see that. And it, uh, it stars like Ed Screen. Who? Ed Screen. No, he was uh, in Alita. He played uh, Zapato. 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 Japan? Japan. That's what his name is. Yes. Yeah. He um, was also um, the transporter in the new transporter. <laughs> and he was also the bad guy in Deadpool. <laughs> Again, a movie that I think is perfectly fine. I have not seen it. I have not seen any of the Deadpool. You can ones. skip them. Gabriel! Hey. I am looking at Midway. Speaking in of the, comics. In the meantime... Hey, final thoughts. Dolomites My Name come out soon. I'm excited about that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Gabriel? And we're seeing Lawrence of Arabia in like two days. Final fucking thoughts. What? Goddamn it. Understanding comics. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. This goddamn book right here. Mm-hmm. Gabriel. Yeah. So, final thoughts? Oh, um, it's cool. It's Chillsville. That's the end of the show. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go Bye. ahead. Bye. <laughs> um, no, I'm, uh, I love this book. Um, it's, it's, one, it's something, it, it's very... Oh my spaceship! That was my butt. That almost this was very formative for me, but in like a way completely different from you know like how like Norwegian Wood was very formative for me. Mm-hmm. Like this book really put me down a path of wanting to understand visual medium better. That I was already like a cinephile by then, and you know I went to film school and I I love uh, I love understanding and like analysis of art forms that I really enjoy. So I think this is a wonderful read. It's a fun read. You wouldn't think it would be a fun thing to read, but also it's often very funny, and it's very clever. And uh, and the illustrations by Scott McCloud himself are very very well done. I think I, I can't recommend this book enough. I think this is one thing that if I could like suggest nearly anyone read it, it's just this one. Of all the books. Ever okay. in fucking history, more than the Bible, dude. More than the Bible. That's the word of God. More than the Bible. Gabriel. Yeah. My final thoughts is that uh, no, yeah, I totally agree. That um, that's actually a really good point. The uh, the storytelling aspect of this is really strong. Like, it is a very entertaining read. Um, probably like the best thing you can say about this is that Scott McCloud is um, he's very entertaining and engaging in his discussion in his art discussion. Which is, you know, like kind of like a secret art. It's not like the easiest thing to do. Um, so yeah, it's I'm very distracted at Gabriel trying to get multiple angles, mm-hmm. uh, taking a picture of this because yeah. it's just. Anyway, sorry. I had, to change, I had to change the angle because I realized I was basically zooming in on your crotch. Hey, just like you always do. You know it. Uh, so no, it, it's that's the best thing I could say is that um, because again, let's it kind of speaks to what I said I liked in the beginning because it's like yeah, no, I'm I'm not uh, I don't really have uh, a per I'm not like gonna make comics at any point, but um, not no, it's cool that I now know how it's uh, put together. So yeah, I mean, and he has yeah. two more books in the series. Two more books in the series. Well, the next one is understanding hentai, mm-hmm. and the last one is understanding is being hentai. Is <laughs> being hentai living hentai. Gabriel. Yeah. We have one final thing to talk about this book. It's this little thing uh, uh, dedicated to uh, our good old buddy from the Whip Around podcast, mm-hmm. Shawnee B. Horny. Shawnee B. Horny. Um, if you're into 
uh, Lehigh Valley area, check out Shawnee B. Horney, who is um in a Agatha Christie play at the Pennsylvania Buffalo Playhouse. Does he come out just going like, hey guys, it's me cutting into this Ag- Agatha Christie bullshit. I'm Shawnee B. Horney. Shawnee B. Horney. Shawnee B. Horney. He just walks in, he struts in, like wearing only like a LeMay suit. He has like those like ladies from like Greece and whatnot with like the letters on their clothes and everything like a falling the pink over, ladies. Like, and like oh, trying to be horny. Yeah, it's like the beauty school dropout number. It's yeah, out of nowhere. That's one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna check out the Whip Around podcast. Poop Around podcast. <laughs> <What'd> <laughs> yeah. Check out the, the Whip Around podcast. The Poop Around podcast. Poop Around. Poop Around. They're pooping around. Gabriel. Yeah. What is your hazy memory that you'll remember years from now? Thinking, well, actually, do you have hazy memories? Oh, it's that thing that I was that you brought up earlier. That the number one thing that I remember and I think about that I, my number one takeaway, besides that wonderful pyramid and the whole premise of the blank face and mm-hmm. the subjective matter of like imprinting yourself on a hero's face. That's why Keanu Reeves is such a successful actor. He's a like I mean Neo is kind of bland. It's a bland face, mm. but you love Keanu Reeves and anyone can be Neo because it's Keanu Reeves. If Neo was Will Smith, you'd it would never have worked. Anyway, my point mm. is that my main takeaway from this book is that whole thing about about Japanese exposition shots of like those panels of appreciating like, like just the, the wind and the leaves and the sun and the sound of cicadas or city streets in Tokyo. It's it's why I... I think, like, in a weird way, it's why I got I got into Ghost in the Shell, the fun I finally watched it with you. And also a little bit did? of a... Well, I got I got through, like, nearly all of it. Then I think I fell asleep. I don't anyway. remember that. I think you watched it by yourself. Well, I think you were drunk. Uh, I, anyway. I um, <laughs> I I Like, this book helped me understand how you can really slow down and appreciate the pace of art. Yes. Daniel, your hazy memory. What are you going to think about 10 years down the line when your new bastard child comes out of nowhere and says, what is this book, papa? No, it's, it's, uh, it is kind of like those the points. Is French. It is those kind of things. He's French. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. French women. Papa? Uh, Gabriel, no, it's it's that thing I kind of mentioned earlier where essentially it's, um, yeah, no, it is the concept that, like, again, about the faces and whatnot, the masking. Mm-hmm. Um, you made the good point of bringing that up. Uh, Nerd Rider, the video, the video essayer that we were talking about, essayist, essayist. that I was talking about earlier, uh, he made a point about how um, Tom Cruise used a similar effect in Eyes Wide Shut. Thomas Cruise. Where um, Thomas Cruise. Okay, Thomas Cruise. Serious actor. Mm-hmm. Um, where essentially, like, his kind of face, like, he's a f- solid actor in that, but, like, he's mainly used because his face is so kind of expressionless. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and how like you're able to kind of imprint yourself on him, Fidelio. Um. So that's what I think about that Ghost in the Shell, and mm-hmm. again like those little moments that uh that you can recall that kind of uh, make a reference to this kind of uh, this this vernacular. Yeah. So if if you love comics even a little bit, if you're interested even a little bit, find a copy of this. It's a really really fantastic read. I hate comics, but I don't like comic Fox. I only read graphic novels. Gabriel. Yeah. What. This is the end of talking about understanding comics. Oh, Jesus. Colon, the invisible art. Okay. Gabriel? Yeah? What are we doing next week? Should I pick it or do you, you want to pick it? Well, it's it's fucking Shocktober it's next fu- week, bro. Shocktober. Rockin' Shocktober. We should call it something else. We are um we are official. I am saying this now. We're doing the Poisonwood Bible first week of November. First fucking week. We're taking a break. We're going to enjoy Shockin' Rocktober. And we're gonna we're gonna do nothing but spooky stories. Spooky. <laughs>
So I think it's your pick, Daniel. Do you want to pick a short horror book or a short horror story? I guess so. Okay. I don't know, man. You can open up a can of the moats. I'm, you know, it's been a while since we've had a fucking big bowl of oats. That's true. I might I might whip out on Richard Matheson's Hell House. Oh, I've, had, good, yeah. I've had a, a beautiful fucking like paperback cover of it for years. <laughs> it's It's so great. No, yeah, I, I, I'd love to do that. Maybe, you know what I've also been thinking about doing, possibly? What's that? Doing an old Lovecraft story. Oh, bringing back the, bringing back the, L, the HP? Eh, maybe. The Howie Fills? Eh, maybe, that or Stephen King, I don't know. I think, well, there's like, I'm assuming there's four fucking weeks in the stupid month, so mm-hmm. um, two of each, you know? Yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll look ahead. I'll do um, like Matheson, and then I'll try and find one by a woman. I'm going to guess, yep. I'm going to guess that the story I'm going to pick is going to be The Doll Master. Okay. Uh, by Joyce Carol Oates, but we'll we'll surprise all you with the title of the next episode. Get it together, Gabriel. What? Next, do the thing where you plug. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already, please check out Self Evident Asian American Stories. It is a podcast about Asian American stories that I worked on. I produced and was the subject of and wrote a episode in a season. Um, it's episode three, the talk we were supposed to have. It is about my personal story, about my identity as an Asian American, as a Filipino man. And uh, it was featured in AV Club's Podmas. Thank you very much. So I'm very proud of that. Please check it out. Give it a listen. It was also featured in Long Distance Radio, another excellent podcast by uh, Paula and Patrick, who mm. uh, really focus on Asian American stories. Um, besides that, follow me on the Instagram at read.richards, read like reading a book, and give this show some stars, some reviews, and some rates. We need your loving. We need it. Fucking message us, ask us any questions, do some shit. Come on, you know, borrows. Mm. Beza. Gabriel. Yeah, Daniel. I want you to know that the Midway movie stars Ed Screen, mm. Patrick Wilson, mm. Luke Evans, mm. Aaron Eckhart, mm. Nick Jonas, mm. Mandy Moore, uh-huh. Darren Chris, <laughs> Woody Harrelson, <laughs> Dennis Quaid. Yeah. And that's the other one. Oh, Alexander Ludwig. Oh, and uh, uh, Tanobu. Tan- One second, I got to sneeze. <laughs> Staying uh, in. Yeah. Oh, no, it's staying in. Gross. Uh, 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 Tatanabu. Asano. Oh. A.K.A. Twilight Samurai. Oh. No. It's not? Twilight Samurai is Hiroyuki Sonata. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, this is the guy from uh, Silence. He played the interpreter. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I get those names mix- mixed up. I just mm-hmm. see Japanese. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at TopCount Radio, but I'm more active on the Instagram, Slow Readers. Ha-ha. Uh, you can also buy my fiction on Amazon right now. You have uh, The Shadow from the Deep and A Cook in the Kingdom. Uh, both of them are available on there in physical and ebook formats. And also, you can go to topgallantpress.com okay. for information on everything I have out there. Hey. And that's the end of the show. Yeah. I am so hungry. Oh, oh, I have one more thing to plug, actually. Okay. Um, So, this relates to our real jobs. So, um, uh, Daniel and I both, but mostly me, <laughs> we um produced and edited um this entire thing based on Julia Kent's um. CEO series, um, a shopping for a CEO. Is it, is it the series? Yeah, okay. But yeah, so I'm shopping for a billionaire series. So, um, we produced an entire fucking audio drama, like a two hour thing, mm-hmm. and it's um, uh, it's this bubbly, kind oftentimes very intense and weird, <laughs> but charming rom com with some sexual elements. It's, it's a romance book, basically. Mm-hmm. So we adapted a romance novel into an audio drama for our jobs at High Books. Yeah. So, um. 
if you're not a member, if you're a member of High Books, um, check that shit out. Sign up for High Books. It's pretty neat. And you can listen to this entire audio drama by, about Julia Kent's shopping for a CEO's honeymoon. Yes. And uh, yeah, Gabriel did. Gabriel was the producer for this. Um, I was kind of like doing like all the other tasks while you were kind of like focused on this for like weeks that it took to complete this. Um, I did like some production help. Yeah. But like, yeah, it was mainly Gabriel's Gabriel's thing. So if you want an example of Gabriel's special, uh, My superpowers. The, the ability to kind of put this all together, mm-hmm. you go check Check that out. Yeah, if you like bubbly romance, check out yeah, shopping for a CEO's honeymoon. Right. And that's the end of the show. Okay. I cut it. Beza. This has been a Top Count Radio production. Executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com. <laughs>